Hello nerds and welcome back to Nerding Out with Chelsea. In today's episode, we will be talking about the video games I play the most and I'll also mention wanting to build a PC and other fun gaming topics. So the first thing I want to do is like remind everyone of the games that I did say I play the most or that I want to play because I know not everyone may be listening on the same episode or everyone may not remember the same details. So the game that I do play primarily is Apex Legends. I played on the PlayStation and due to how busy I am, I don't really have much time to play any other games as well as putting money towards other things. And video games isn't, you know, the primary thing in my life, so it doesn't get a lot of money thrown its way. Um, As for games I have, I technically have Dead by Daylight on Steam, but the problem is when I try to play it on my laptop, right? My laptop, it was playing, it was running smoothly, but the fan was going crazy. Actually, there was a little bit of lag but the fan was going crazy and I did not want to risk the lifespan of my laptop just trying to play Dead by Daylight. So I'm waiting until I can hopefully build a PC and I don't exactly know when that might be, but definitely I'd say maybe after first year of college because I don't know if I'd want to build a PC in a dorm and then have to worry about moving that and such. I'm not even sure yet, but yeah, Dead by Daylight is a game that I have. I enjoy watching gameplay of, um, I watch people stream Dead by Daylight, I watch Dead by Daylight videos, it's definitely a game where I enjoy consuming the media surrounding it. And honestly, the one thing I will say is we definitely need more asymmetrical horror games like Dead by Daylight. The whole asymmetrical concept is like the one killer for survivors thing, so where there's a not symmetrical or not the same amount of players going against one another. And the reason I say that is because the dev team around Dead by Daylight, Behavior Games, the whole studio, it's just, just it's just this really weird dynamic where majority of the people who play Dead by Daylight aren't really happy with the way that Behavior handles the game or the community or anything really surrounding it. Some people guess that because they're not really threatened by other games like them, any other games that try to come out like Dead by Daylight are always missing some features or missing something about them that makes the game die, and thus it's of no competition to Dead by Daylight. I think of last night, I can't remember the full name of it, it's like no, last year, The Nightmare or something, and how that game was doing really well, but then Discord killed it by adding it to the Discord library. And I was so sad about that because the game was like, it had a lot of really good potential. And Dead by Daylight has this really frustrating thing about it where so far, almost every single chapter that Dead by Daylight has released has had some kind of major bug that has made players lose money, lose DLC, lose characters, lose something. And honestly, if I were like a Dead by Daylight, like if I was actually able to play the game, I definitely, like, when I hear a new chapter is coming out, I would not play, like, the first week or two of it coming out just so I can see all the things that happen, all the bugs and stuff, and then I'd log in after (laughs) just to be like, all right, hopefully I dodged the, you know, the bug. They don't fix 
a lot of the bugs and features and broken stuff that the community constantly complains about, which I can understand to an extent, not wanting to listen to too many other people's opinions because you don't want to ruin whatever it is that you're working on. But when a good majority of people are pointing something out that needs to be fixed and you're just ignoring them and releasing a new cosmetic, it's I can understand why it's so frustrating to love the game, but not really love the studio and the people behind it. And that's exactly why I think that having more competition will force them to get better. Because if a game comes out that's doing what they do and doing it just as well, and a lot of people gravitate towards that game, maybe it'll force them to up their game and, you know, treat their community a bit better than what they're doing right now. And speaking of horror games that I have, I also have Friday the 13th on Steam. But the same thing as Dead by Daylight as I have the game, but I'm not actually able to play it with the current equipment or software or whatever you want to say that I have right now. I love Friday the 13th and even though the game won't be getting any like additional content or stuff, I still really do want to try play it firsthand. The whole Jason dynamic and you know the different ways you can survive and escape, it does look like a really fun game to potentially play with like friends and stuff i feel like that would be so chaotic and fun if everyone is in a discord or something i also have terraria and i actually haven't tried to play it on my current laptop i was able to play it on my old one i don't think i've played it in like a year though because i got kind of bored i might get back into it again i'm not sure but yeah i have that as well and there are so many other games that i want to play but i don't have them yet and i don't have the you know the right equipment The entire reason I have Dead by Daylight and Friday the 13th is because I had them on my Steam wish list, and when I got emailed saying they were both on sale for really, really, really cheap, I grabbed that chance to just have them in my library because better to just have them there knowing I got it at a really discounted price than to later, you know, go back and when I'm finally ready to play it, it's like double the original price or something crazy. Along with having certain games that I want to play, the reason I want to build a PC is because of the whole experience and customization that potentially opens up if you're building it from scratch. I've seen plenty of PC and game setups on, for example, like TikTok and Instagram where people add characters and stuff to the sides of their PC um, and their CPU and such and adding really nice graphics cards and lights and different things. And that really does appeal to me. Like, I'm not super knowledgeable about the whole building the PC thing, but I really do want to learn and have fun with it because if it's going to be my PC, I'm definitely going to have it for a very long, long time and I don't want it to look basic. I want it to look how I want and I am willing to, you know, spend the extra money to get to do that. I also love the whole idea of customizing my keyboards, you know, maybe getting some mechanical keyboards, typewriter keyboards, customizing keycaps and such. All of that is really appealing to me. I guess also Just having that experience of building a PC means instead of having to pay someone to fix mine, I can just swap out things and fix it myself. And that whole learning process has a lot of appeal to it. The same reason why people learn how to fix cars themselves, that's less money you have to spend having someone else fix it or having someone else make it or whatever the case is. You have that experience and knowledge yourself, so you save a lot of money in the long run. As for other games that I want to play that I don't have as of yet, the first thing I think of is Far Cry 5. That's the version I originally wanted, 
but recently Far Cry 6 has come out, so I'd swap those now, now I want Far Cry 6, um, and hopefully, you know, when I do get to build my PC, there isn't now a Far Cry 7 or something, because then it'll just be the whole thing of, oh my god, I, I really wanted 6, but now 7's out, blah 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 blah, but I love Far Cry for the, the gameplay, it looks like a really fun game to play. I don't worry too too much about story in open world games like that, I just want to really have fun and play around and it seems like a really fun game to stream as well. I wanted Far Cry 5 originally because I saw these two YouTubers who I've been watching for a while play it, uh, H2O Delirious and Cartoon, still watch both of them, love them, but watching them play Far Cry just really made me want the, uh, the game. I also really, really want the game Left 4 Dead 2. I'm noticing, like, I didn't even notice this beforehand, but a lot of these games are horror-themed games. But, um, yeah, I want Left 4 Dead 2 for the same reason of seeing people play and thinking, oh, that would be really fun to play with others. Looks like a really fun game. I'm not too much a fan of, like, wave-by-wave wave games, but Left 4 Dead 2 actually looks really fun. It also has a lot of potential with the whole modding aspect, and I mean... Who doesn't love a game where you can get some like really fun mods in it? How fun it looks. Also, one of the characters in it looks like Bill from Dead by Daylight. And Bill is my main on Dead by Daylight. Um, when I do, when I did or do play it, I occasionally play it on mobile. Depends on how I feel. Moving on to the next one. White Noise 2, another horror one. And who doesn't want to play a game where you could potentially jump scare and hurt your friends? and have really cool powers and just cause chaos and make them all, you know, regret all their life decisions up until that point. Who doesn't want to play a game like that? You know, that's exactly why I want to play White Noise 2. First, I get it, and then I convince my friends to get it, and then I make them suffer. That's, I guess, also part of the appeal for Friday the 13th. Just, you know, make people cry. Um... <laughs> or scream or be scared in some way shape or form moving on from the horror games because you know i didn't realize originally how many of them were horror games another game that i want um for similar reasons as far cry 5 but a little bit different is watchdogs legion i originally wanted the watchdogs game before legion but legion is now the more recent one and looks just as fun the appeal for me is really the whole hacking dynamic. The way you can hack different things and people and cars and vehicles seems so, so fun to me. I also really love the concept of literally everyone in the game is a player. I would definitely have fun with that. I'd get the youngest person possible, the oldest person possible, just really random people and turn them into the person I'm playing with. Sounds so fun. I would also love to stream that game or even just play it by myself is just as fun. Co-op as well? Please, half of these games are co-op, I'm just now realizing. I guess companionship in playing a game is also part of the appeal for me, although I do love solo games as well. I have, uh, what's it called? Why can I not? Oh, The Last of Us. I have The Last of Us Part 1 and 2, and I love that game as well. It's just really hard and scary. So that's why I haven't finished it. But I do like solo games um, as well. I also adore God of War. Finished the game. It's honestly one of my, it'll always be one of my favorites. I just really, really enjoyed playing that game. But 
yeah, a good portion of the games I do want to play are co-op, including the next one I actually now want to mention, which is GTA V. I definitely want to get that game for so many reasons. The gameplay, it being so chaotic, co-op, playing on modded servers and such, playing with friends, even playing just by myself and having fun in the world. I've gotten to play GTA V on other people's like consoles or PCs or whatever, and I had so much fun just playing that that I absolutely know that I want the game. It's just a matter of, you know, when, where, you know, time, place. When I get the chance, though, I'm definitely going to have so much fun in that game. It's going to be so chaotic. And like I've mentioned with a lot of these games, really streamable. Now that I've kind of refreshed you all on the, you know, where I am with video games and such, there are some other things I wanted to discuss about them. Um, for one, the like the player bases or the devs or whatever, whatever. I I do want to first start with campers. You know, campers are universal in a lot of games where you fight against other people and such. Um, Honestly, I feel like for the most part, maybe this is only specifically in Dead by Daylight. Camping is often something only mediocre players really do to beat people who are newer to the game or less experienced. It definitely sucks when you're the one being camped and your teammates don't know how to fight against that strategy. It's so frustrating because you could have been doing well the entire match, looping the killer, you know, doing gens, just being an overall good teammate. And then they basically just sandbag and it's a whole tunneling experience where they all die because one by one they don't know what they're doing. Um, Usually in Dead by Daylight or in a couple other games, It's as simple as just not only one person one by one coming to save you. If multiple people come and they time it right, they can pretty easily get you out of that camping situation. And then if they're fully healed as well, taking a hit for you so you can get away because, you know, you don't want to just go right back into that whole camping scenario. Or there's also the strategy of just gen rushing in Dead by Daylight do as many gens as possible while that person is being camped and if you have the time going to save them even if you don't they got one kill but you got all the gens done and now you know the entire rest of the team is about to escape you know maybe it'll teach them to stop camping because it requires no skill i also sometimes see it as a flaw of game design because some games there can easily be a feature where the other team isn't able to just like for example spawn camp you you spawn, instantly get killed. There isn't really much you can do, skill or no skill. I hate those kind of things that happen. That happens a lot in COD. When I played COD Mobile and I was playing like Team Deathmatch or something, it would be so annoying to just spawn and there's instantly someone just hiding in a building waiting for me to spawn and kill me. Moving on from campers, teabaggers as well suck, but I mean very specifically teabaggers who are teabagging for no reason. Like, one really bad person on a team but everyone else is really good and helps out the bad person and then that bad person teabagging you know um for example the really good killer in dead by daylight or something for no reason when the killer is just playing the game normally not even tunneling or camping or doing anything like that um people who teabag when they're like oh haha i win you know like i'm here just to make the game go on longer and to waste your time just because i can I'm going to, you know, teabag on hatch for no reason. I'm going to teabag by the gate, even though I can easily leave 
and stop making you be here for 50 years. I really enjoy Blood Warden plays where a survivor is being really rude and like teabagging at the gate. The killer hooks someone and now that teabagging survivor is stuck and can't leave the game. And it's like, you know, maybe you learned your lesson now. Maybe you know now not to teabag for no reason. However, if the killer is being super toxic and doing really trash strategies and you teabag them at the end when you and your entire team make it out, I love those moments as well. The one thing with camping as well, I feel like in Dead by Daylight, it could be, you know, kind of fought against by when someone's like, you know, very much face camping, they're within five meters of the survivor, that anyone else who's working on gens gets faster gen progression. So then now by face camping that survivor, they lose gens even faster and it maybe opens up the opportunity for them to stop camping. And even if they don't stop camping, you know, just an easier win for the rest of the survivors. This part of the episode brings us to Chelsea's questionable favorites. Every episode, I'll recommend something for you to check out. This episode, I'm going to recommend Blue Exorcist. Blue Exorcist is a manga about Rin Okumura, who finds out that he and his twin brother are the sons of Satan. The problem? Only he has the blue flames Satan is known for killing with. Satan plans to try and get Rin to Gehenna, which is the land of demons in Blue Exorcist, so they can take over the human realm, Asaya, whether or not Rin actually wants that. This story follows his journey of mastering the flames, becoming an exorcist, specifically trying to become the top exorcist, and avenging his, who he recognized as his father, who was previously the top exorcist. I am so, like, so, so in love with Blue Exorcist. I love the story, the characters, the art, and really almost everything about it. I originally watched the anime very early on when I was watching anime, and now, years later, I'm reading the manga, and it has revived what originally made me watch the anime, and it makes me now want another season of the anime as well. It's so tragic that it hasn't continued to be adapted. The mangaka Kazui Kato is currently working on another manga right now for a really good novel or something. And so currently Blue Exorcist is on hiatus, but there are like a ton of volumes right now. I think over 20 or 30. So it's not like, you know, there's five volumes out and you put it on hiatus. There's plenty to read right now. I believe right now I'm on like eight or nine or so and I'm steadily making my way through it. So I definitely, definitely do recommend it. Uh, please give it a shot by either purchasing the physical volumes, either, you know, as close to the source as you can, or from a local bookstore, or just getting it from your local library for free and maybe encouraging your library to get more Blue Exorcist or get more manga and graphic novels in general. Thank you so much for watching this episode of Nerding Out with Chelsea. If you'd like to keep nerding out with me, check out the podcast's Instagram at nerdingoutwithchelsea for more content.